The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. A few things you can weigh in on on the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll this morning. Celebrating a big Marquette victory and a successful season so far. Still work to be done for the Marquette Golden Eagles. They are uh, regular season Big East champs. One more game against St. John, and then they will head on the road. You can, of course, catch Shaka Smart on the Marquette Basketball Hour. Marquette uh, Basketball at Dave & Buster's tomorrow night from 6 to 7 right here on 94.5 ESPN. We asked you, will Badgers fans be rooting for or against Marquette during tournament play? And this may surprise you guys, but right now it is 59% of people saying for Marquette. Mm, okay. It's a little higher than I thought. Yeah. I thought it would be very low. Here's a lopsided poll so far. After seeing and hearing his comments at the NFL Combine, does Brian Gutekunst want Aaron Rodgers back? 88% of people saying no, he does not. Let's take another listen to Brian Gutekunst at the Combine, but let's spin it forward a little bit because, of course, in addition to Aaron Rodgers' inquiries from the local media and from the national media, he was also, of course, asked about the next quarterback in line, which is Jordan Love. Take a listen to what Brian Gutekunst had to say about Jordan Love. We're excited about him. You know, I think you know I've expressed to a lot of people that he needs to play. That's the next step in, in his progression. Uh, he needs to play. But uh, Jordan's done a great job, worked really hard. Um, you know, so he's doing everything we're asking. That's another thing, like he needs to play. He has said that before. He has said that Jordan needs to, in terms of the next step in his development, is he needs to play, which is why I always thought that if Rodgers does come back, he'd be willing to trade Jordan Love. Because why would you actively stunt that player's yeah. growth? But, Jen, let me ask you this, going back to what Goody said before. When you heard him say, if it's the right fit, what went through your head? I think it's what Jason said. I have been in lockstep on this, that Goody has said to Rogers, we want you back. But here are the things that we feel that you did or didn't do over the last X number of years. Pick, I don't care that we need you to be better at or handle differently, whether it's not throwing people under the bus publicly, whether it's showing up to some of these off-season workouts, whether it's tweaking his leadership skills. Those are all things that I think a boss is well within his rights to ask of an employee, which, newsflash reminder, is supposed to be the dynamic at play here. Ryan Gutekunst is the boss. Aaron Rodgers is the employee. While Aaron Rodgers has longer tenure, I guess, in his respective position, because Goody has been in the franchise, in the organization. He just hasn't been GM as long. That's how it's supposed to be. And so I agree with Jason's rant that he is well within his right. It is reasonable for him to say to him, here's what we are going to need you to do. If you can do those things, we a million percent want you back in there. We think we can win with you. But those things are sticking points. But my next question was be, is he capable? Because when he went on nut jobs. Uh, podcast yesterday, he still can't keep himself. I'm a game manager. You know, I didn't know what they were doing. He still can't help himself. So why would you think that he can change? I I, I don't think he can. I think he can show up to the, the, I think getting him to the off season workouts, getting him to OTAs, mini camps. I think that's the easy part. Getting him to not throw people under the bus 
whether we're talking about press conferences or they're talking about McAfee appearances or whatever, that to me is the hard. What about because his guys? It's, it because and what it reflects, honestly, is an incessant need to validate himself. Yeah, an incessant need to show that he was right and they were wrong, and that's why things didn't work out the way they do. And to be honest with you guys, that is one of the most toxic elements to team success. Is one person sitting there going, "I did everything right." Everyone else was jammed yeah. up. Everyone else was struggling. But I, well, I held up my end of the donkey. I mean, it's one of the things, if Goody really wants him back, he's going to have to accept. He's going to have to I accept it. If you, if you truly want him back, you're going to have to accept that because that's part of he truly, the Aaron Rodgers. But he truly wants back that version of Rodgers. Not this version of Rodgers. He wants that version of Rodgers. And I don't think it's asking a lot. Like, think about relationships that you're in in your life. I don't think it's asking a lot to ask people who you are in a relationship with, whether it is personal or whether it is professional, to step up. Hey, we've been doing this for a long time. It's working. For the most part, it's working. But now it's not working exactly as optimally as we want it to work. Here are the things that I think that you would need to do, recognizing that I probably need to do some stuff too, right? I'm not saying the Goody's over here going, I'm good. I've been doing everything right, right? The fact that they parted ways with Amari Rogers, I think, indicates the Goody thinks, I'm not doing everything right. I can also error, but I can recover from the error. When you err, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron, error. My, my head hurts. When you err in, can you acknowledge the error in? But, but the alternative is to go to a team with a better roster, let them gush all over you. We love you. We love you. Hugs and kisses. The fan base is going to love you. That's the alternative as opposed to restrictor plates and like there's people in Wisconsin that are Packer fans that want me gone. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't, I don't see it. You, you know he's going to hear this, right? Hear what? What we're saying? Goody. No, what oh. Goody. <laughs> no, no, no. What Goody said. Oh, yeah, 100%. Somebody somebody told him what Goody said. It's and he, hard to... It, re- don't, wouldn't you if, agree, though, it's hard to relinquish power? After 100%. you've been given so much power? 100%. But is it to the betterment of the organization? Is it to the yes. betterment of the team? Correct. So, again, that's what it comes down to. I will say this. I don't love, and we read the quote earlier from, and I've said this before, I don't love that his immediate default invalidating his existence, invalidating his success is to go to the MVP awards. Those are individual awards. You're playing a team sport. Yeah, but he's validating himself as an individual. Like, nobody's questioning if the Packers, oh, do the Packers still have it? No, but it's nobody, does Aaron Rodgers still have it? Do you still have it? You had a terrible season. Do you still have it? That's what he's probably hearing. They're not. He's not hearing this other stuff about the Packers. But can you understand he's how feeling, that might rub management the wrong way or teammates the wrong way can you understand how again if we're supposed to be focusing on the team accomplishments winning games getting to the playoffs winning playoff games getting to the super bowl but that's not how this you know that's not how this works no that's not how he works no no that's not how this works that's not how he works this is not how like everything comes down to the quarterback like the lack of packers going to the super bowl he gets so much blame for that right 100 i'm not sitting here saying that that's not how yes i agree quarterback gets all the blame quarterback gets all the glory 100 percent immediately agree agree understand that but in this instance when you're talking about the failure of the organization the failures of the organization you can't keep putting you can't keep shoving people's faces in the mvp dung you can't keep sticking their noses in the poop going but i want mvp but i want mvp I mean, it's it's Chewy's version. I got my guy. Like, but if, how does he did he handle... fail? And over the course of Aaron Rodgers' career, did the Packers fail him or did he fail the Packers? 
And it's resoundingly the Packers failed him. But again, if you're talking about the conditions with which the Packers want to bring him back, sure, you could argue that him being individually focused, great people internally. You can't blame the Packers because they went 13 and three for a couple years and were clearly the clear cut favorite to win. Or get to the Super Bowl when they lost to San Francisco in the first round. That's not the Packers' fault. That's partly his fault. That's sure. partly Lafleur's fault. I'm not. Talking- they had the players. I mean, to go. Th- is it 13, 13 and three or four? It's four now, but I mean, that's hard wins. to do. You know how hard that is to do. Yeah, I'm. I'm talking more of the totality of his career versus the the micro of the Lafleur era. Yeah, because again, they they did it with Brett. They didn't surround him with weapons. Well, that, refuse to do so. I think that is going to be the toughest thing when Goody said, I'm not going all in. I am not trading for a number one receiver. I am going to try to get a little cap healthy and build this thing through the draft. I might add a player here and there, but I'm not going all in and mortgaging the future for you. So if you can't handle that and the chances of you winning the MVP this next year, it's probably not going to be great because we're still building I just don't think he can do it. Do you? I think that's going to be a... Uh, no, I, I have been firmly in the camp. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, Goody can't be doing the, well, I'm building for 2025 thing. Because if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be here in 2025. Not Aaron 2025, Rodgers, I'm saying 20. I've always stuck to 2024. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you don't even know if he's going to be here in 2024. Like, you got to accelerate your plan if, indeed... And if you don't want to accelerate your plan, that's fine. That's what I would that's love. That's fine. Yeah. Then just get rid of them and you, say you don't want them around. I you, just don't think you can be out there waggling your MVPs in everybody's yeah. face when you go 13 and 4, you, and then the next year when you stink up the joint, then not sit there and go, I underperformed. Or if it was the thumb, man, then you should have sat. Okay, if the thumb was so bad that your impact on the team, because again, you're the MVP, you're doing so well in the previous years, then you shouldn't have been in. Like, you can't have it both ways. You know what I would love you gotta to take, do? What I'm saying is you got to take responsibility yeah. then for your role in the stink. Sure. I, I would love to duke one of these reporters some money and say, will you please just ask him, are you going to do this every year? Are, ask whomst? Rogers? Rogers. Are you going to do this oh, every I, year? I don't think you have to ask him. I think we what already know the say? answer. I think we already you know, know the answer. Say, you don't know how hard it is retiring. Yes, and you sleepy over there. You, I mean, I'm sick of this. You are you like sick of that? Said that while you were yawning. Sick of it. What's bigger than a million? Two. Infinity percent. Infinity plus one. All right, you are hanging out with your four. Is infinity a real a little thing? Little too now. much. Oh, what boy. do you mean is infinity a real thing? What's, I don't think it is. What and you got to keep going here, pal. You got. I'm sorry, guys. Now I'm all locked in here. What? What? What the ever loving hell do you mean? What's it's infinity? Because, I don't because think. you know, like the next, the logical next step is space, and then you're gonna. I think infinity. it ends. Infinity ends. You're no, right. it's this not one, infinity. And now, this one's on me. There was no chance this was going to go anywhere. I should not have asked a follow-up. I, I feel like you're wading into Aubrey Marcus podcast territory you know why? here. I'm, try- I'm, oh. trying, I'm trying to Can we listen. get the big guy in the Aubrey Marcus podcast? We should. I'm trying to listen to it and find audio. I think you could blow his mind. <laughs> I'd need some happy Prove him. It. What do you mean, infinity, infinity? <laughs> I don't think there is. I think you're a liar, Ashton. I, what am I lying? Oh, never, we're not doing this. What why? am I lying about? I think you believe me, but 
I don't know. Haven't you ever watched Toy Story to infinity and beyond? Infinity's clearly a real thing. No, it's not. Well, how do you go beyond infinity? How do you know? I mean, if you're Buzz Lightyear. But but again, I think he discredits himself when he says (laughs) to infinity and beyond because... I mean, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear infinity? Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, space for me. Okay. What are we doing here? I think it's a big circle. You never hit a wall because you just kind of like go in a circle. You don't go for infinity. Gabe, think about it. I, I if mean, you went past the moon and just kept going, this is a very well. <laughs> Chewy, there mean, are we're, other we're talking about the moon. There's not even planets. Yeah, we're we're talking about other galaxies at this point. Um, this so, is very existential. It's not though. I don't it's think it is. It's existential. It's, it's proven. No, what? infinity. Well, by it's not it's, proven. How is it? Infinity proven? can't be proven by its definition, right? Yeah, because it's beyond understanding. Yeah. See, he, he yeah, he's got nothing. He yeah. flew up his. He Suddenly, flat. he's like, was he answering a phone, pretending to answer a phone call over <laughs> no, there? No, I was looking up the definition of infinity for you, bozo, so Gabe could get his read ready. Well, no, but I mean, infinity you can't improve. You can't prove infinity. Yeah, you can't. I don't understand how we have been talking about infinity for the last two and a half minutes, and nobody has mentioned white men can't jump. I've never seen it. Because <laughs> it's a lie. Because I can jump. I had sick ups, right, Gabe? Yeah, it's just the, the name videos. of a movie. It's not a documentary, you do. Are they, re- <laughs> they remaking it or remaking yeah, it? Are. Yeah. Are they really? But famously, when Billy says, how much do you love me? Doesn't she say infinity plus infinity? Isn't yeah. that the line? Yeah. How can there be infinity plus infinity, Ashton? Because if one infinity stops, then you have to add another infinity. Gabe's right. This is like arguing with Aubrey Marcus or Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, there's no point. This, is, this will be a waste of brain power. He just doesn't like when I'm right. You're not right. Never mind. Take out the trash is next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Change the way you do business and take control of the payment process with Fifth Third Bank's Treasury Management Solutions. Their market expertise and managed services streamline the entire payment process and integrate with your existing systems, giving you more control than ever. With their suite of payment solutions, you will soon recognize new revenue sources that can save time, offset operating costs, and improve the bottom line. All customized for your business. Fifth Third Bank National Association Custom Solutions built around your goal. Member FDIC. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. 363. What's that? Oh, the no. number of yards they gave up on the ground against the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, it's the Bible verse, John 3, 63. Look it up. Tell us what it I says. I thought it was Joe 363, and it was, <laughs> thou shalt not get past me on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> on 94.5 ESPN. Ashton is efforting comments from the quarterback on his, wait, what was it? Human Optimization Podcast? I'm getting lost in the infinity back here. <laughs> Listening to this guy. I feel dumber. No, you're just gullible. You believe all the dumb sugars in Like the dinosaurs? Yeah, exactly. Like, We're not. But here. you're famously religious. Yes. Well. Mm. I'm not a Darwin guy. I'm God. God all the way. But you believe in God. Dinosaurs? You do. Oh, boy. I feel like we're going on a path I actually want to go down, but we shouldn't go down. Oh, we can't. We got to get to trash. (laughs) We've all got stuff that we can't keep inside anymore. Trash! Trash! Not for you! Stuff that we need to talk about. How could you not realize? You're stupid. 
stuff that once a week just needs to be put outside. <laughs> that's clearly garbage. Hey, man, we just get warmed up. It's time to take out the trash. Uh, okay, I'm going to start it off with a very passionate topic. The headline on the ESPN web, web page is ex-NFL groundskeeper George Toma. <laughs> Super Bowl field was overrated. Overwatered. Overwatered. Oh, I screwed Over this one. up. I thought it was overrated. <laughs> okay. Well, so much. Time out, time out. Chewy. God, I'm struggling this no, week. No, Chewy, let's do I get it. a pass, though, because for I've been time. gone for so long. I mean, he's, and I'm it's not only one used letter. to having people <laughs> one in a place stimulate me. Pre- pretend, no, pretend it said what you think it says. Overrated. Yeah, okay. I'll go. Frank played for the Kansas City Chiefs, all right? And he knew George Toma. And he said George Toma was the best. And I believe George he's Toma. The Sodfather. Yes, the Sodfather. I mean, he had that commercial where he spelled Chiefs wrong, yep. Chefs. Okay. These guys know what they're doing. This I really screwed this up. <laughs> know what they're doing. I get my information from my lawn from Jake the Snake, not on the lake, but from the legend. The golf okay. course. Oh, oh, Jake's the best. Jake is the best. He tell me what to do. No, you got to do this. You got to aerate right now. Okay. You got to put malorganite this time of year. Bye-bye. Immaculate. These guys know what they're doing. I don't think it was over. Maybe he is dumb. Wasn't overwatered. If the field is hard, it didn't have enough water, right? It was too slick. Somebody was slipping and sliding. I don't think so. No, because if you listen to the guys, they said their cleats were not sinking into the ground. It's bad trash. <laughs> I gotta learn how to read. <laughs> BC's reading comprehension problem. That's trash. You think so? I love George Toma though. He is the best. You done? I got offended because I saw overrated, and I'm like, George Toma is not overrated. He is what? The king of sod? Yeah, he's the sod father. He's the sod father. He's 94 years old, and he's still bringing it. So, Okay, so now, now I was confused. So, Chewy, you thought that somebody said George Toma yes, was overrated. Yes, was overrated. Not That's why I got my fur was overrated, when really it said the field was overrated, and George no, Toma no, was overrated. No, watered. Christ. <laughs> So if I put an R where the W is, it would be overrated? Correct. How does that happen, though? How does the field get overwatered? If you're Uh, telling me that these guys are all so meticulous about their stuff. So apparently, again, I don't know why I read this article, but somehow I'm now glad that I did. Uh, They watered it on Wednesday. They were supposed to leave it outside in the sun after it was watered on Wednesday. It was watered, then rolled back into the stadium, so it didn't get a chance to dry. And I think they watered it one more time when they were not supposed to between Wednesday and the game on Sunday. At least that's what the Sodfather said. All right. I just, I mean, we didn't see clumps of grass coming up or anything like yeah. that. No, and but guys remember we were talking that we thought cleats. it was the paint? Remember we thought yeah. it was the paint? People were saying that there were so many large logos painted on the field. Now they the thought paint, that was making it slip. Yeah, the paint um, on unnatural uh, grass fields, that's a problem. That was always a problem because the cleats would react different to that, because that stuff would harden. Remember the yeah. the Packers preseason game? Got canceled. All the thing got canceled. That's terrible, but not on grass. Does somebody get fired over that, by the way? Is that a fireable offense? If that's yes, your gig, totally. if that's your stuff, yes. and you overwater the Super Bowl field, is somebody... If that's indeed the case. I if somebody actually did over, but Chewy's questioning whether or not it's the case. So yeah, what I think happened is George Toma kind of... Fell into the same trap that I did, where he really meant to say underwatered instead of overwatered. Like I saw overwatered and I thought overrated. See what I'm saying? 
See where I'm taking you down? If we no. say yes, will you stop <laughs> yeah. talking? I'll pass. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm 100%. percent All right, you're up, Gabe. When I see stories like I have in college football, I become glad that I live in the Midwest and follow teams in the Big Ten or the SEC because the Pac-12 is potentially dying a slow death. And maybe this is why USC and UCLA decided to do abandoned ship and get over to the Big Ten because they are considering going to a streaming-only deal, which, I mean, you may get the money the way that the Big 12 and the Big Ten and the SEC have been able to get their money from the Foxes and ESPNs of the world. But if you were to put your college football exclusively on Apple Plus or Amazon, you might as well not exist. Might as well not exist. On any given Saturday, you can flip between probably 10 to 12 channels that are going to have a college football game on and just stumble across a great game. The Pac-12 is already struggling to the point where they've considered playing games at 9 a.m. local time so they can get in more favorable TV windows to give their product a more exposure among the masses. Because not a lot of people, after a day of watching college football, are staying up to watch an 11 p.m. kickoff on the West Coast. 11 p.m. being on the East Coast. So why would you consider doing this? I can flip around. I can just accidentally find great games. I'm not going to seek out, when all these other games are available, to flip around. I'm not going to seek out going to Amazon. If Amazon, again, I think Amazon works for the NFL by burying a Thursday night game there. Okay, if you really want to watch it, you can go watch it. You're just not going to flip around. You're going to watch the football game tonight. But I'm not just going to randomly decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch Washington, Oregon right now. It's over on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm going to lock into that for the next four hours. No! Part of the beauty of college football and football in general is having multiple games on and being able to flip around and watch them all on different channels. If the Pac-12 does this just for the money, they will kill their conference with exposure. And I am glad that I do not live out there Because that would be a tough thing to swallow if I'm Stanford, if I'm Oregon, if I'm Oregon State, and watching my conference just completely disappear out out from under me. Couldn't the other conferences help them out, though? Like, give the Pac-12 the 230 slot, which would be 1130 East Coast time. Why would you do that? To help them out, give them a more the favorable aren't spot. Do that. The networks aren't going to do that. They want the games that are going to draw the most. You no, know, they have the, they know. famously have this round robin thing that they go through every year, yeah. where you get first dibs, and then they pick. You know, like Fox, for instance. Fox gets first dibs. Let's just say that's how it shook out. Then they are going to pick Ohio State, Michigan, if that happens to be a game on that weekend schedule. And oftentimes, as the season goes on, you don't even know what network a game is going to be on because they haven't gotten that far into their picks like picking a team on at recess you know what i mean it's like yeah does the pac-12 have a tv contract with fox or any of the other networks or no because i would love to watch washington oregon i think that'd be a great game to watch so recent more pac-12 is aligned with fox but again a lot of that is changing fox paid a lot of money to exclusively have big 10 next season so big 10 is not even going to be on espn well it won't be exclusively it's going to be a split between nbc and fox um cbs doesn't even have or CBS has some select games, but they don't have the SEC anymore. The That's going to be exclusively anymore. on ESPN. So it's it's all you know. And ESPN, Fox, they're paying a ton of money for those two conferences because SEC and yeah. Big Ten are the two most watched conferences. So that's kind of leaving everybody else out in the cold. And now the Pac-12 is trying to figure out what to do. Hmm. I understand being desperate, but you just can't. Even though so many people are cutting the cord, you just can't put your product exclusively on. No. A streaming service. Can't do it. One game every once in a while, yes, those fan bases will seek yeah. out that game and you'll be fine. 
can't do it exclusively well, on a and let me service. add one more layer to this. Was there um, resounding celebration about how Apple TV handled Major League Baseball this past year? Mm. No, but again, I think that's even different because it's just one game on a Friday night. And I'm even saying, like, baseball, one game on a Friday night, even if you wanted to lean into, like, the, yeah, it's fun, we're having a good time, and we're breaking, you know, breaking the rules and pushing the envelope and all of that stuff, even that didn't get... No. You know, good reviews. Yeah. People were not like, wow, what Apple's doing with Major League Baseball on Fridays is really changing the game. Blow up their booth. Yeah, that's Completely the thing. Baseball's got to have someone powerful in the booth. Like Boog Shambi. He would be awesome. I love him he so much. I think he's so, he's so, he's so entertaining. He's so I good. love he's him. Very yeah. Talented. Next year for Chewy's birthday, can we get Boog on the show? Uh, oh, someone's on it. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I can text him right now. Maybe he'll join us in the last yeah. half hour I don't, I don't of the want show. To commit to that. There's a chance he could join us. Last half hour of the show. Would you be able to talk or would you get starstruck around Boog Shambi? The Venmo, the whole Venmo thing with Ernie Johnson? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 That was bad. I only have so much audio ready to go right <laughs> Speaking now. Speaking of, Ernie Johnson will be at Pfizer Forum this Friday night. For the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation event, the Award of Excellence. Um, so hopefully I'll see a lot of you guys there. Okay, my turn for the <laughs> trash. What is the deal with Tom Brady? So apparently there was a report out yesterday that the GOAT, obviously we all know that Tom Brady is the GOAT of quarterbacking, is going to pivot and have a, a second career in stand-up comedy? This is This is amazing. Tom Brady's going to be a stand-up comic? Is that his first joke? Because killed it! <laughs> okay, the laugh track is going to take me out. <laughs> According to the report, Tom Brady's inner circle is trying to talk him out of it. To which Aaron Rodgers said, You let your inner circle talk? <laughs> you like that one, Gabe? Yeah. Half cup. I do understand where Tom Brady is coming from. He's been watching the Mannings have all of the success with the Manning cast and Saturday Night Live and all of the little skits that they put together for their Omaha productions. And when Tom Brady looks at Eli Manning, he says, well, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. I like the laugh track. It's an hour long, yeah. and I don't know what I'm going to get. <laughs> really don't. I really I'm, hope you get a boo in there. I'm letting it ride. Tom Brady doesn't have to try this hard to make people laugh. You don't have to stand up in front of a room and have a microphone in front of you. We've all seen your flabby combine picture. (laughs) Or better yet, just show everybody that thirst trap image from a few weeks ago and move your hand. I bet people chuckle at that. Going after his manhood. That's that's a low blow, Jen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Keep it clean, Gabe. Keep it clean. Really, though, if Brady does want a chuckle, he does want a laugh, he does want people to have a good time, if he goes into one of these comedy joints and asks for a cucumber water and an avocado ice cream, that bartender's going to laugh him right out of the place. Crowd was lukewarm on that joke. <laughs> this is tough. Comedy is hard, guys. Oh, I think of so all hard. of the things that Tom Brady wants to do, doing stand-up comedy is very difficult. There has to be a fearlessness and a writing ability and a performance ability. And you have to be able to land the punchline 
Just imagine if no one laughs at Tom Brady's jokes. He's going to feel so deflated. Probably going to get heckled. <laughs> Went right over he his head. He didn't even like the deflated joke. Get it? Deflate gate? I know. Josh, he's texting about the crackers. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. <laughs> I asked him if they were salty. <laughs> It was a long drive without a shower. <laughs> we got to take a break on Jen Game and Chewy more right after this. Chewy, don't go anywhere because uh, you're going to tell us all about why you're probably going to have to go to Jewelry Center pretty soon based on your actions. I'm going to nail this one. You know what makes me happy? Oh, my not. wife being happy. That's why I go to the Jewelry Center. Let's be honest. Most guys don't have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart ones, and he got his engagement ring and the wedding bands from the Jewelry Center for his wedding in 2022. They also do in-house repairs for watches and other fine jewelry like my championship ring when it needs work. I know where I'll be taking it to the Jewelry Center. They've got three locations to stop into, Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can look through all the many styles of diamonds and other fine cuts online at shoptjc.com. I'm living proof. Happy wife, happy life. The Jewelry Center will make it happen. Brookfield, Greenfield, and Burlington. And online at shoptjc.com. Solid B. Yeah. I thought that was an A. I thought that was Solid B. You're effort. an easy grader. That's true. I'm easy. Chewy makes you laugh. If, if, you, if you make me laugh during your live read, then it's an A. Otherwise, probably a B. I'll take a B. I'd take a C. And I've taken Ds before. You were listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I mean, this world is geared towards women. Like, what do we I am stepping away from this. Goodbye. Like, what do we get? They get a comb that dries your hair. We get a stupid razor. I mean, what's the coolest thing we get? um, They get the hair dryer? Control. On 94.5 ESPN. I went to a train. Conclusion that competitive cooking is a sport. It has all the components of being a sport. Last night we were at Egg and Flour. Chew, you know the place. <laughs> yeah. Familiar with well, it? He, he, he knows. He knows of it. Of it. I don't even know if he knows where it is. He does. Where Adam Hollis <laughs> shrug. <laughs> I wish we had the cameras. <laughs> we do, but I wasn't on that shot yet. <laughs> Adam Pollock from the um, uh, from Egg and Flour. He's the chef there. Famously, he's had some success on the Food Network. Yes, go ahead, Chew. Angie's cousin. Angie's cousin. <laughs> I mean, listen, you can keep burying yourself, or you can let me roll. My brother-in-law <laughs> owns the place. But Jen, Jen, hold on. In fairness, you saw Tony last night. Yes. Did me and Angie get an invite? He said he did not invite you guys. Did he say why? Because you never go. Okay, you may continue. <laughs> <laughs> not your fault. Take so we went to Egg and Flour last night for a premiere party because Adam Pollock, who I believe you guys said is friends with Greg Matzik here on mm-hmm. 620 WTMJ as well, uh, was on Super Chef Grudge Match on the Food Network. So he goes on there and he's competing against another Super Chef um, who can make the best meal? They give him they give him an idea of what it is, and they both bring a, a unique ingredient that they both have to use in the recipe. And in thirty minutes, they have to come up with a dazzling, delightful, delicious dish that the judges will then judge and score. And uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I will. Adam ended up winning, 
So it was actually really cool to be there at Egg and Flower last night. He popped some champagne. The place went nuts. And it felt very much, Gabe, as though we were at a Super Bowl party. Quick question. Do you think he throws a party if he lost? Well, that's what Dario said. (laughs) Dario was like, I'm pretty sure he's going to win. You don't gather 40 people in your restaurant on a random random Tuesday night to watch you lose. He was on Hell's Kitchen and did very well. Yep. But Adam's That's not, what this was about. He is not the star of this family because my family knows if they invited Adam's dad, Michael, who is insane, then I probably would have win. Because he's, so he's that entertaining. Right now. <laughs> he's that entertaining. So, okay, we don't show up the family functions because Michael sometimes invited, sometimes not. If I knew he was there. You'd have, you'd have gone. No, I still wouldn't have gone. Thank you. And this is not about you. Chin, I'm it was asking a Tuesday. If, I don't, and it was past nine o'clock. Or it, was yeah. past, it was six to nine. Anyway, nice, nice. I'm asking you, should competitive cooking be considered a sport? It has all of the elements, guys. They're sweating there in the kitchen. There's certainly an athletic element to it. There's an endurance element to it. Ashley, you are a baker. You are a cook. There are, I'm sure, times when it feels like a sport. Now, here I do have one follow-up question, and I think this relates to this. Do all competitions have to equal sport? Because that, I, I, this is 100% a competition. Oh, without a doubt. So if, if competition equals sport, then I'm all in. I'm, I'm yes, this is a sport. I'm just telling you that when I was sitting there in the restaurant last night, surrounded by 40 people, yeah. and we're watching, and we're all hanging on every moment of this program and they had a 30 minute time limit to make this incredible dish which by the way like let's just for one second sidebar chefs are amazing yeah thank you like they gave them like uh one of the contestants had to use cottage cheese in the dish they had to use like certain peppers spicy peppers they had to use a uh sausage which by the way adam was like the guy said I needed to use this certain kind of sausage. I'm Sicilian. I know how to use sausage. He was trying to throw me a curveball, and he's like, I've been using that since I started cooking. Anyway, I think it's a sport. It felt very sport-ish. It felt like it could have been a Super Bowl or a basketball game or any other sport on the television, and we all would have been experiencing it similar. But was, it, was it the mob mentality? Yeah. Of but- you were with 40 people, so therefore you felt like it. And this right. is coming from someone who has watched the Iron Chef, Alex Gornichelli, yes. um drop something in one of the competitions I was watching on Food Network, and I openly gasped. Like, I have a favorite chef that I am always rooting for anytime she Ditto. is in a competition. So, well, that's because your favorite chef is the host uh, of all the competitions. Yeah. He doesn't actually have any skills left. Well, okay, so that's, we're not doing this right well, now. When's, no. the, last time, when's uh, the last time he threw down? Guy can compete in anything he wants to compete in. You can't call it the last sport. time he competed? You can't. Because then you're calling Jeopardy a sport. That's not a sport. Is it a competition? I mean, yeah, Jeopardy's of course that's a competition. See, I, th- I think that's the argument I was trying to make, but the more I thought no, about it, the more I Jen explained think... it, I kind of think it's a sport. Is there hand-eye in cooking? Hell yeah. Try to oh. cut. Cut something. Yeah, look at my hands. Yeah, you need hand-eye. Yeah. Start to Julienne something? Who? And that's what we were just going through, is like the skill required. There's a physical skill required to be an elite chef. There is, um, I, I mentioned the endurance element. You think about the conditions you're in. You got that hot stove going, the oven, the stove, you got all the burners, you got all of the things. Like, there's an element of like the multitasking, the timeliness of it, right? Like, so Adam made a couple of steaks uh, on the show, and I asked him, I go, hey, you get 30 minutes. How long could you possibly marinate those steaks for? How long? 
He's like, well, I, the first thing I did was started marinating the steaks in the spices and I let them sit for 10 minutes and I made everything else because the steaks, he just basically had to, you know. The steaks aren't going to take that long. What do you call it? You put Sear them, it? Sear it, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know. Do you be talking about the spacing you have to have between the steaks in the cast iron mm-hmm. pan for in order heat. for them not to steam each other? Like, there's all of the skill oh, yeah. involved. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I had never thought that I would be on this side of the discussion or on this side of the argument, but I felt very strongly that I was watching a sport. But if you were at home just watching, just you and Dario at home, your husband watching it, would you feel the same way? I think, again, if you're invested I'm not in sure. it, I would have, yes. Like your point about gasping mm-hmm. when you're watching a cooking competition. Like, certainly having all of those people around and collectively cheering and collectively groaning and collectively booing the other competitor, that made it more fun. I'm thinking back to Gabe, uh, you and I texting about the uh, Iron Chef versus America or whatever it was called. The, the oh, Al- Alex, Alex versus America. Alex versus America. When it first came out two years ago, you and I texting back and forth during watching it. Definitely felt like a sport then, the way we were talking about it. <laughs> not great. It's almost as though Chewie's like, no, I don't, it can't possibly be a sport. I want um, to be the athlete in the family. Well, when you watch, <laughs> no, Ben is. I've seen at, I've seen Adam play volleyball. He is nothing close to an athlete. All right. When you watch something like that, Ashton, though, are you are you like I uh, wouldn't have done it that yes, way? Yes, yeah, I critique for you sure. Do. Like not crit- critique, maybe the wrong word, but like I watch, I'm like, oh, I never thought of that, or oh, I would have probably done this in this situation because I like to think about it like an insane person of. How would I fare in this competition? Like, if, if I was this person in this competition, would I be able to at least be somewhat successful, not necessarily win? Like, that's how I think about it. Yeah, because I, I love Barbecue Pitmasters. You guys watch oh, that. Great show. Mm-hmm. And then I take a lot of the stuff I see on that show because uh, my oldest, Dylan, loves to barbecue, and we have a big thing out at the lake um, Memorial Day to kick it off. And he does brisket and, and all that stuff. And it's, I'm telling you, it's. Timing. Oh, you can learn a lot of it. You can learn a lot. I think we've all talked ourselves into it. A sport? I don't know. You going to call it a sport? No, I just don't think it's a competition. Put it on the poll. Put it on the Jen Gabe and Chewy poll. What did you put? I want to hear the poll. Just just very very simply, is competitive cooking a sport? Yeah. Because I I voted yes in it. I think it might be. I'm Again, all of the elements of sport were there. What's the definition of sport? Boy. I I'll look it up. Hold on. You can't. I feel like it's like pornography. You know it when you see it. It's an activity involving physical exertion. Yes. And skill. Yes. Mm-hmm. In which an individual or team, yes, competes against another uh, or others for entertainment. Yes. Yes. That's yes. Sport. Yes. Ding, ding, I ding, guess ding. It's a sport. Seriously, you guys need to watch more of these things. Chops is fantastic. Oh, Alex versus America is tremendous. Tournament of Champions 4 going on right now, which Ashley's guy, Guy Fieri, is the host of. Great that's host. always um, that's always a fun competition that's going on Sunday nights on Food Network. Could you guys win any of those comp- any any sort of competition that you've ever seen on any food channel? Do you think you could win one? No. Um, nah. Could you no. compete? In to one? win one, I could compete in barbecue. But with barbecue, there's so much luck Come involved. on, Gabe. Give yourself there's some credit. There's so much no, luck involved. Not a involved. chance. I, even I you think see, I could. You see some of the things that they put together. Like when they open that chop basket, like half Correct. the time I don't know what Million the hell's percent. in uh, the see, chop basket. I vowed for the maintain. I could do chopped if plating didn't count. I will tell you this. The, <laughs> other, taste. the other guy, the competitor that went against Adam last night, he was the, the, the challenge was elevated diner, which there's that word elevated again that we have but went round and round on with regards to our party. Elevated diner. And the guy made halibut. With a prawn. Put it on the poll. Are you ordering seafood from a diner? 
Depends where it's at. Fish fry. If it's on the East Coast, yes. If it's here, no. Okay, good point. If yeah. it's in Florida, from, yes. If it's here, this guy was no. from Ireland, yeah. so you get water all around. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <what> Famously, <laughs> an island. Yeah. Water <laughs> Here's what I will say, though. He burned the halibut, and then he was able to do some sort of concoction of what looked like like an apple cider vinegar and butter. And it took the sear, the burn, right off. Yeah, it takes it a lot of flavor off. Yeah. That was amazing to me. I had never seen that before because I burned some stuff. And you know what I'm going to do now? Apple cider vinegar and butter. Well, there's also temperature involved in I, that, too. I can't wait for you to do that and mess it up and we can hear about it. I'm so looking for And then I ruined it even further. <laughs> now, Spend Dar- all this money for steaks. Dario is the one in the house that ruins the meals, guys. Let's just, <laughs> just be honest. <laughs> What did he do with linguine and clams? Boiled it? All of it together. All of it in the same pot. All of it raw. Mm. Did you eat it? Not at all. (laughs) Okay. You know when there's that smell and your your nose is going, do not put that in your mouth. (laughs) Hey, Gabe, talk about mentality. (laughs) Uh, It doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone can be an issue with any guy. Mentality, local healthcare facility specifically dedicated to helping men feel and perform at their very best. Look, you may have low testosterone and not even know it what happened with Kevin, founder CEO of Mentality. He just didn't have the energy, didn't have the, uh, to get through his day, just didn't feel like himself, just felt a little off. And a lot of times, guys, you feel like, ah, I'm just getting older, things are changing. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. You could be dealing with low testosterone, and it's easy to figure out with Mentality. Book an appointment, go to lowtusa.com, you get your blood work done, get a blood panel done. Once they have a chance to analyze that. Typically about a week later, they let you know where your testosterone levels are and if you need some testosterone boost. And it is specifically dedicated just for you and getting your levels to where they need to be. It's not one size fits all. It's a uh, individual and it's a very specific just for you. So go to LowTUSA.com. Mantality loves treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Learn more about Mantality and their low testosterone treatments at LowTUSA.com. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. My father would always say, and there's a rhyme and a reason to it. He said, if you wear your rubbers in the house, you'll go blind. Do the two youngsters on the show here even know what rubbers are? I'm talking <laughs> ones that go over the shoes. On 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. You have heard of Special Olympics, but do you know what Special Olympics does? Wisconsin's Great Midwest Bank is working to help get the message out about Special Olympics. Special Olympics Wisconsin gives kids and adults with intellectual disabilities the chance to train in sports activities and participate in friendly competition. Special Olympics is all about providing these individuals with positive outlets, wellness tools, self-confidence boosts, and downright fun. And they are also having their annual Polar Plunge fundraising events all over Wisconsin, and it is coming to Milwaukee on March 18th. I will be there taking the plunge, diving into Lake Michigan, all in support of Special Olympics. Join Great Midwest Bank in supporting Special Olympics Wisconsin. Visit specialolympicswisconsin.org to learn more. Shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks who had a perfect month of February winning last night over the Nets 118 to 104. I just saw it on ESPN's Get Up moments ago saying that the Milwaukee Bucks have a 52% chance to win the East followed very closely by the Boston Celtics which I believe are a half game back in the standings right now. So they have won 15 straight. Gabe when they won 14 straight you went on to our social media platforms and showed that you could sink 14 four foot putts in a row and now it's Chewy's turn. So they have won 15 in a row. You lose 
Yeah, sure. We're gonna we're gonna go. You're gonna bench uh, 225 15 times. Okay. No walk in the park. NBD. What's NBD? No big deal. Oh, I wanted him to guess. <laughs> Damn it, Gabe. <laughs> well, he's like, I don't want him to get mad before. Well, I mean, Arr, yeah, I can't but, he, but I don't want him to get mad and leave before he does it. <laughs> I can't believe you're jumping in the lake. Isn't it cold? Yeah, I've done the polar plunge in Lake Michigan on New Year's Day. Oh, and I've jumped in the Long Island Sound on New Year's Day. Oh, that's brutal. What do you mean brutal? Yeah, it's freezing. I'd never do it. I like my nuts. <laughs> well, they come back. They just ah, uh, not at fifty four. Stay up there. I That's like shaving my head. Is it gonna come back? Please. No, I'm out. Would you do it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd do it. That's cold. Yeah, I'm out. Well, it's a lot warmer now than it is in January. Uh, three degrees, maybe. It doesn't matter. Again, you go in, you go out. That's it. Jump in, jump out. But you have to submerge. That's the rule. That's the rule, or that's your rule? That's my rule, but it should be the rule. Oh, okay. You have to go in. You can't pull or plunge. The word plunge. So you have to go all the way underwater? I think you should have to go all the way underwater in order for it to count as a polar plunge. You can't just run in and, like, frolic and kick your legs around. Woo! That's worse for guys. Yeah, I was about to say, you get, you got, you you get waist high about... and you're fine. Waist high and then get out because now the worst part has gotten cold. The worst part. You guys just have to worry about glass cutters. We just got... Our boys do not like that. <sighs> you know all of the blood rushes to your heart. Which is a change. What do you think his heart is? <laughs> oh, that's where his head is. <laughs> Good one, Ashy. Will D. Tosh is next on ESPN Milwaukee. Thanks for listening to Jen Game and Chewy. We'll see ya.